iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome back to Wine Times, brought to you in association with the Sunday Times Wine Club. With me, comedian and wine novice, Susie Ruffle. And me, Will Lyons, the Sunday Times wine columnist and vice president of the Sunday Times Wine Club. Throughout this series, we'll be joined by a handful of your favourite celebrities for great wine and great conversation. As always, I'll be sharing my expert wisdom on all things great related, from the history of vineyards across the globe to the science behind your favourite wines. And I'll take on my favourite role as apprentice of wine and voice of the people, as I inquisitively ask the questions that we're all thinking, like, is the most expensive wine always the best? Uh, no. Oh, that was easy. We're here in Borough High Street's oldest and most marvellous 17th century pub, the George Inn. So here's to good wine and good times. Discussing and decanting with Susie and myself today is scriptwriter, director and podcaster Jamie Morton. You'll probably know Jamie from the podcast which had the UK in stitches for eight years. I'm of course talking about My Dad Wrote a Porno. After six series, sold out worldwide tours and five star reviews, the podcast came to an end in December 2022. But we feel like this is just the beginning for Jamie as he takes to the stage directing a brand new original comedy musical called Love Stuck. The tagline for the show is worst date ever. So we're already hooked. Today we hope to win over Jamie with wine in the hope that we can become his muse for his sequel musical, The Best Date Ever. Right? Right? A date with two of us? Is that okay? I don't know. Anyway, hi, Jamie. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, just about, you know, easing into the new year. Yes, very good. A little hungover. Sure. Not today, but just of December generally. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah. no, I'm excited about drinking some wine, frankly. Good. Well, we hope you're not doing dry January. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know what? I did it last year and it was the worst thing I ever did. I don't understand why people do it. It's the, why January? The most depressing, yeah. grey, horrible month. It's strange, isn't That's it? That's when I need a drink the most. I mean, maybe dry Feb. It's short. You've kind of got over the January <laughs> You've blues. You've got March to look forward to. Yeah, I'm still in the kind of like health-ish kick. Not really. But, you know, why do we do dry jam? I described yesterday as a sort of secular celebration of abstinence. Oh, uh, I don't know. Really selling it. Isn't it all just about dry January? Like, you know, you've got to, you're not allowed to drink it any day. You know, you've got to be really good. You've got to go to the gym all the time. It's like, <laughs> that's the way that you end up meaning that February is like, Let's get mashed up February. Yeah, like, isn't it all about just being like, oh, I'm going to, do you know what? I'm going to start the year. I'm maybe going to have slightly less. I'm maybe going to go to the gym slightly more. Maybe I'll walk there rather than yeah, get in sure. a cab. 
you know, all that sort of thing. Because I think when you, as soon as you put the pressure on yourself, yeah, exactly. you're like, you know, you're not allowed to drink, don't you? Are you thinking well, about exactly. a drink? Please don't think about a drink because you're not allowed to drink. Please don't <laughs> drink. Don't, do not even think about having a drink because you can't have a drink. And everyone said you'd feel so much better for not drinking. I felt terrible. You were like crying. in myself. I was like, I don't know if I'm just, <laughs> my body can't handle not drinking. I don't know what it is. It's pretty yeah. a lot about me. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I was a little bit, it threw me off kilter, I, like genuinely. It was very strange. I have found after three weeks of no alcohol, you do just feel the same, don't you? Yeah. And this whole thing about losing weight. I mean, I never lose weight when I give up alcohol. Not that well, I no, do. because you're so sad you need more cheese. Well, I, I eat more cheese, <laughs> I eat more You should replace it with other things. I have puddings. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm not having wine. But yes, I'll have two teas. Absolutely right. Moderation is key. Yeah. And wine lends itself to that because it's all about sipping... Yeah. You've got to feel it's Italian though, haven't it. you? Rather than English. You know, you've, yeah, got, you've got to like drink like an Italian. Just I'm just having a little bit here, I'm having a little bit there. Rather than being like, I'm English, let's have three bottles, one each. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. But I'm that, downing it. Is that whole idea of selecting the right wine from the you know, the dozens of wine regions around the world, slowly looking at the label, pulling the cork. Pouring it out for your friends. Will's and very romantic. I was going to say this is not my experience of yeah, drinking this wine. Is... This is completely. No. Yeah, Will's very. You're very romantic about wine. Yeah, aren't I you? sort of. Yeah, I, I I slip into this sort of. Yeah, almost Peter Mayer esque, isn't it? That's very nice. It's very yeah. soothing. I'm, yeah. I'm really enjoying this kind of storytelling aspect. We used to run the wine club at university, and a friend of mine yeah. from the wine club became a surgeon. And I went to stay with him a few years ago. So like, you always are, you know. Yeah. Well, so Medical said, students were the worst. Exactly. Always, I went to Leeds. <laughs> they were always on the Otley Run, like falling out of pubs at God knows what time. I was like, what do you all do? Medicine. Like, good, good to know. But uh, his, his tricky nice. later life, because he's got a family now, sure. was to weigh the portions of wine. So, so he would get out a, a sort of a little weighing scale and he would pour in, I think, 150 grams. Or, anyway, it turned out it was about an inch. Okay. And it's a generous measure if you... I think it's all in the mind, actually. It's wine we, we, rather yeah. than a spirit. Uh, yes, yes okay. this, was, this was wine. But if you nurse a glass over the course of an evening of, of, of wine... An inch of wine over an evening? <laughs> okay. Well, the, yeah, well, he that's... didn't go to Leeds. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but that's a January thing, isn't it? An inch but, of wine yeah. over an evening? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that it's is... a little That's punitive. the title of your book. <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> and, so, um, and that's just to kind of enjoy... It's just so you the can still get, the, yeah, you can still get the taste and flavour <laughs> okay. and the smell, but you're not sort of overdoing it. Yeah. Okay, the thing yeah. is, you've got to remember with men, an inch can be a different length <laughs> for every single man. So his inch is huge. Who knows? Right. So what are we drinking first? Where right. are we going? Well, we're starting with bubbles, Why as we not? always as we tend to do, and we're going to Spain. Brilliant. And let me just pause that. We have. I was trying to think of a more maligned brand of wine. We're having a Cava to start with. Do you know what? My mother lives on Cava. She'll hate me for saying that. She doesn't live on it. But that is all she drinks, actually. And she drinks it, I mean, repeatedly. And every day. But she loves it. Why is it maligned? Is it because champagne has just got really great PR? Well, let's start with the story of Carver and work it way back from there, shall we? Please. Hear the story. Be romantic about it and we'll So, drink. for start off, we're northeast Spain, so we're relatively near the, the coast in Catalonia. So, we're about an hour south, southwest of Barcelona in Pedades. And I would say that champagne, to your point, mm-hmm. has an amazing marketing machine behind yeah, it. Yeah, right. I mean, it really has. All throughout the 20th century, all the iconic posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have placed it into the hands of the great and the glamorous. Mm. Um, whereas Carver, I suppose, has sort of... And Carver was inspired by 
champagne. It was a trip to France by the founder of Carver, I believe, uh, Jose Raventos, who was head of the firm Cordonneau. He was inspired by French sparkling wine in the 1880s. But the mistake Carver has made, like port, which we've discussed, Mm -hmm. is that it's gone down that sort of discounted route. And once you do that, again, people regard it as... Subliminally, it's a bit like it's a lesser product. yeah. And And you can't claw it back, can you? Once something's been... Once you spent a tenner on something, you're not like, well, I'm not going to spend... Twelve pounds next time. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like that's what that costs yeah. in your mind. Isn't Once it? the characters in Motherland are drinking it, you're done. <laughs> but actually, it's made in the same way as champagne, in that it has a secondary fermentation in the bottle. So, oh. the, so it's, it has all the skill and care of. But they are different grape varieties, and I think it's a slightly different taste. I think so. Mm. So it has a it has a bit more sort of at its best. It has these sort of citrus notes, and you get sort of. It's yeah, less this smells beautiful, actually. Yeah, it's less, but exactly. It's less, but it's more savoury. But you get sort of lemon and pear, and then in the fruitier. Mouth, but, but there's almost like a nuttiness, isn't there? And it's not as sharp across the tongue mm. as champagne can be. Mm. Our producer Anya's laughing at me. I do know stuff about wine. Okay. I think I think she was laughing at me because I was like, I have no idea. No, nuttiness. no, not at all. I've been doing this. This is the second series that I've done, and this is the last episode of the second series. And it seems like I may have picked up one or two things by this by this point, which everyone's just thrilled it's about. Lovely. <laughs> mm. Now, how much difference is the fact that it's organic going to make? Aha, uh-huh, I've just written a column about this. Oh, how handy. You didn't even tell me to tee you up for it. <laughs> no. um, in terms of the taste and flavour? Yeah. Or just generally? I mean, obviously with no, organic... Uh, you're, you're, wanky you're, points, please. You're, <laughs> you're it's not, organic. You're, well, it's like really, really good. My, oh, He's got his wanky no. points, don't worry. <laughs> yes, come on. So there are lots of definitions of organic. That's the point across the EU. But it's made without the use of man-made fertilisers, pesticides... And they're made to standards required for organic winemaking. So, okay. it, it, so you, you don't have all those sort of, you know, man-made. I think with organic wines, they tend to taste a little bit purer mm-hmm. and a little bit lighter. Mm. Yeah. Whether In they, my mind, I'm like, then you'd have less of a hangover. Is that just me making something the, up? That is the huge question that everybody asks about. Um, oh, OK, wines. that's good. And then you get into sort of sulfites as well. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they... Biodynamic wines have less sulfites, but I think that's a myth. I think it's, you know, the key to not having a hangover. It's not drinking. Is not, well, not drinking is first. Welcome but, to wine but also times. also keeping hydrated. Yeah, keeping well, that's hydrated. true. Because I drank some natural wine, quite a lot of natural, yes. actually on Jesse Ware's podcast. Mm. We were all so hungover. Because there's the myth that you don't get hungover from natural yeah. wine. Yeah. Opposite. I've yeah. never felt worse. That's Jesse was like, I think I'm dying. The next morning. So, yeah. So it's not always the most natural organic doesn't mean you're not going to get out. So, so after organic, just to go through, because you reference natural wines, you have biodynamic wines. Mm-hmm. So this takes the organic philosophy further. Yeah. And it's based on a series of lectures by Rudolf Steiner in 1924. Uh, it's alternative farming. So you have herbal preparations. The most extreme example is where you put nettles into a cow horn and then dig them into the vineyard, I believe. Wow. And you pick the grapes to the lunar cycle. That all feels a bit oh, naked God. dancing oh, yeah, under the... Yeah, that's it like, does. oh, we, these were picked while everyone was nude. So yeah, that's a bit Stonehenge. At, slightly, know, yeah. And then Midnight. beyond that is natural wines, mm-hmm. which Where is they plant them nude as well. Yeah. So sort <laughs> yeah. of huge, and drink them nude. It used to be a huge fashion in Paris. But this is where it's all hand-harvested, wild natural yeasts for fermentation, and no sulphur. 
So you do get this oh, sort of right. cidery brew. Yeah, it's it's character. way more. Yeah, cidery yeah. is a good term for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not really like wine, really. No, Did you really like it? Well, that, that's my point. Um, I drank it. I drank sure. a lot of it, yeah. but I wouldn't rush back to it, if I'm going to mm. be honest. Yeah. But do you think it you drank bit... more of it because you were like, you don't get a hangover? So you're <laughs> well, like... but that's what we kept saying to each other. It's cheap wine. You can drink whatever you want. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting that these kind of like, it's, it's very faddy, I feel. It's like yeah. in a kind of very, it's trendy, isn't it? If you look at the enologues of France, so the, 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 the people that work in wine, taste a lot of wine, they drink a lot of water. You know, that, that they right. match. And also, before they go to bed, they drink at least a litre of water. A litre? A litre of a water litre. before they go. I mean, that does mean you have to get up in the night. Yes, of but... course. Oh, wow. God, if you're in a hotel and you've got one of those tiny little hotel room glasses. Playing <laughs> <laughs> like Centurion with yourself. Like, wow. <laughs> Another pompous point, if we wanted to get really pompous. On I this, would love oh, to. And go on a deep Always. dive of this sort Come of thing. On. I once interviewed Michel Roux, senior, from the Waterside Inn. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, think about all these celebrity chefs. Is they haven't learned. They haven't trained their palate. I said, like, well, what would you mean by that? He goes, well, you have to have cooked and tasted the great foods of the world to really right. understand the whole sort of panoply of, 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 of food. And it's the same with wine. If you haven't had exposure to the great wines of the world, how could you then form an opinion that a biodynamic wine or a natural wine is better mm. than an old red Bordeaux? You've, you've had, you have to try them create your own classification system. Yeah. And don't you think you have to always try things more than once? Yes. Because I always yeah. think that with olives. I think I had to have eight olives in order to like olives. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I think I slowly... Eight individual eight, olives. Eight individual, <laughs> individual times. Yeah, exactly. And that, you're that's now That's the a important fan. thing. Now I love them. Oh, that's interesting. Riddle me this. Tried them eight times, now I like them. <laughs> <laughs> and like different types of olives or the same type each well, time? Well, I started with the green because that's yeah. the one that's not as... Yeah, wow. as and you didn't like it. Yeah. Yes. Well, and you kind of liked it. Or... Um, I think to begin with, I was like... Ugh. And slowly I was like... Ugh. Ugh. You know, yeah. you different see, reactions all the way up. And it can get in your head a bit because I, <laughs> I hate Chardonnay. Yeah. Ah, ABC. But because my dad is obsessed with Chardonnay mm. and the oakiest and butteriest the better for him and he kind of drinks it kind of not that cold and I used to drink that a lot when I was like younger yeah. in those formative years when yeah. you're kind of getting when you're moving off beer and stuff and you're moving into wine and I, it just put me off for so long and then I realised oh that isn't just wine there's loads of other different yeah. wine. but then recently I've tried different Chardonnays that I've loved yeah completely so it's, yeah, yeah so it's it has a range yeah, of there's a lot of education a that range I of flavours oh we all do like yeah. olives that's a range of different olives yeah exactly like you see olives. there you go, there you go. Yeah. we don't have a Chardonnay for number two do we we for don't the second one. I what was do thinking what do we have? that we have a great substitute for Chardonnay we have a Chenin Blanc mm. from South Africa at its best it's a simple refreshing white wine but I thought this is such a great alternative to Chardonnay. Sell me on Chardonnay, first of all. Like, Why should I be more open-minded to Chardonnay before we go into Chenin Well, the first thing to say about Chardonnay, you could argue that the most expensive white wine in the world mm. is made from Chardonnay. Okay. Or Riesling. It's those two great varieties. At its best, which is normally in the slopes of Burgundy, so sort of in, in France, it marries the, the hedonistic flavours of creamy, smoky oak, but it also has that sort of generous apple, white fruit character. But then when you taste it, 
it can be extremely dry. And the aftertaste, on a very basic level, the aftertaste can be hugely complex. It can be right. saline. And you can almost taste what we call in the wine trade the sort of minerality, yeah. that sort of dryness. And that just marries so well with food. With sort okay. of, you know, creamy lobster or you know, mm. all, all, all sorts of food. So is the problem that people are drinking it without food? No, the problem is, is that it's actually quite easy to grow. Right. So it's grown across the yeah. wine route. All you okay. need is a bit of heat at the end of the growing oh, season. So it becomes ubiquitous. Yeah. And any wine grower wants to grow Chardonnay because they want to right. emulate the great ones of France. But of course they can't. Yes. So it gets okay. So you would say trashed. for Chardonnay it's worth spending the money on. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And there are a few regions in the world that do it really well. Burgundy, Sonoma in California... Uh, I, I, I think Hawke's Bay and sort of the North Island of New Zealand, yeah. um, South Africa. You mentioned that you, your mum likes Carver and your dad mm. likes uh, a Chardonnay. A Chardonnay. So were you, was your, was your home a home with wine? Like, did you have a drink yeah, as massively. a teenager around the table? Sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. They were, and we, growing up, my parents bought a, a rack in France. That oh, We renovated cool. together as a family. Very fun. Uh, when you're 14 and having to go to some basically out building with no electricity for your entire mm. summer holiday, they would educate us about different sorts of wine. So yeah, I've always been brought up in that kind of European kind Style. of yeah, which which has been nice. Yeah, whereabouts was that? It was in the Dordogne, so yeah, not lovely. that far from Saint Emilion yeah. actually. Mm. Yeah. Now I'm sure you get asked this so frequently, but I'm going to ask you the question oh, yeah, just because of your unbelievably successful podcast. But mm. how does your dad feel? About my dad wrote a porno. <laughs> it's a great question. Does, does it depend on how much Chardonnay he's had? <laughs> <laughs> the better question is, how does my mum feel? Yeah, of course. No, um, I mean, that was going to be my follow-up. <laughs> no, my dad has been great because he is, I mean, he's such a joker anyway. Right. Yeah. And when I first, I mean, you know. He Did just, you have to ask his permission? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that people think that I would just read no, his stuff <laughs> and rip him to shreds for eight years without him even knowing that. <laughs> Um, well, my dad couldn't find a podcast if it, <laughs> like, you know, if it kicked him in the face. So no, I did ask him. In fact, he's he's twenty five percent of the business, right? So he owns it with me, Alice and James. Ah, um, so he's done very well out of it. Smart yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think you know he was a builder from Northern Ireland who wrote an erotic novel. Mm. I don't think he ever thought that he was the greatest author in the world. No, so the fact just... that he's found this whole audience he loves, and now he's doing his own thing, and it's been it's been so nice for me to kind of do do this with my dad mm. and to have gone on that journey with him and my mum. And how, you know, go on the then, tell us how your mum feels. My mum's great because, and I often don't really give her the credit I think that she deserves because I don't know many women who'd say, yeah, read, my son can read my husband's dodgy porn <laughs> to the world and like sit in Emma Thompson's kitchen and laugh at my sex life essentially. Um, <laughs> but she's been so cool because she's like, I don't care what he does. My mum's like, She's cool as a cucumber. And she yeah. said something really interesting once. She said, I've never let your dad tell me what to do with my life, so I'm not going to tell him what to do with his. If he wants to write these books, go for it. She's never read them. She's never listened to the podcast. Oh, really? But, um, yeah. No, because she's a bit like, I don't want to hear it. No, yeah. it's a um, bit, bit close. <laughs> and she like come to live shows with us, and they'll they'll both sit in the wings. And then at, at, at some point, she would go down to the dressing room and just not listen. When right. it got a bit racy. Uh, but no, they're like they've been great about it, and I obviously wouldn't have done it without their blessing. Yeah, of course. Um, although I, I say that, and we all like, yeah, of course. But I guess some people in in the world would. Oh, for sure. Um, but no, they've been great, and I think 
to see them enjoy my industry yeah. and kind of get into that and I it's love that, that really you've cool. inspired and ha- and you've grown a business together. I think it's really yeah, it's really and also with my, with my friends who yeah. who've known Dad forever as well. So it's like because you, you all went to Leeds together, didn't you? That's yeah, how you all yeah, met. That's yeah, that's how we all met. Yeah. So yeah, Dad's known Alison James for like nearly twenty years. So yeah. it's it's kind of. We're just one big family, really. Our last show was at Radio City Music Hall in New York. That's so cool. Which was pretty cool in the summer. Sure. And uh, just kind of being on stage afterwards with Dad and just like looking at and having a tour of that amazingly iconic theatre and seeing on the marquee my dad, I mean, defiling all of Midtown. I mean, yeah, right. I was like, some people (laughs) come to New York for one day (laughs) with their kids. We're going to see Radio City Music Hall, kids. Oh God, no, don't don't look at it, don't look yeah. at it, it's pornography. Um, but like that was just so, it was such a moment to be like, wow, we have come so far, yeah. you know. Radio City, it doesn't really get bigger. In the, it doesn't, no. In the, in the Palladium. World, so. Palladium, yes. House. Royal Albert Hall, yeah, it's been, Amazing. it's been a ride, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Thanks. It's, it's, awesome. it's a wonderful it's story, isn't it? It really is. Right, what do you think of the wine? Well, I like it. Do you? I do, yeah. So well, going back us. to Chardonnay, there are lots of different styles of Chardonnay. You know, you've got the oaky, creamy style, but also in Chablis, you have ones that are unoaked and are mm. lean and, and are fresh. And... That's more my style. Yeah. Of, yeah. And this is, I think, Mary's, well, the, it, 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 it's much cleaner, isn't it? And yeah. Purer. Yeah. And um, if I was writing about this wine, I jot down things like bright citrus or apple. And um... and how do you tell, I mean, I'm sorry, but like my dad has a go at me all the time for this. He's like, you've got no palate. I'm like, <laughs> probably true, but it feels it's such a, an attack. <laughs> and at Christmas, actually, my two brothers-in-law were like round and the, dad was like, <laughs> he bought all of these really nice wines and just bought some really quaffable wine <laughs> for me and wouldn't let me drink any of the nice stuff. He was like, that's not for you. Because I don't have the the best yeah. palate, apparently, which is true. So, like, tell me what I should be list, like looking for. Yeah, but that's un, that's slightly unfair, I think. I did, I, did. I thought so. Yeah, thank you, Dad. If you're listening, I to don't me. know how you develop one's palate just by tasting it and tasting it and tasting. I suppose, but maybe that's my my mistake. I've kind of found a drink, like you know, a classic. I mean, so basic, a Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I haven't ventured much further. Maybe that's I need to push myself out of my comfort zone a bit to taste more, as you were saying earlier, and then I'll have more of an idea of what I like and don't like and why I like what I like and why I don't yeah. like what I don't. This is Wine Times with Susie Ruffle and Will Lyons. And we'll be back with more great wine and conversation before you even get the chance to top up your glass. As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right. So we're leaving South Africa. I hope you enjoyed it. You like it? I'm down. I'm not downing it. I'm enjoying it. I'm uh, making sure I appreciate every last... All screw caps today. It's crazy for... So I'm pouring myself first, just because it's... Uh... Very rude. <laughs> so we're in South Australia. Oh, that smells uh, lovely. We're about an hour and a half drive from Adelaide. Been to Adelaide. Yep, so we're heading north. It's about 80 miles north, um, beyond the Barossa Valley. We're in the Clare Valley. Mm. This is made by the Wakefield Estate. So this is bought by the Taylor family, who were wine merchants from Sydney, who wanted to make wine, actually. I was interested that Shiraz, I think, by uh, wrote in my column recently, has now overtaken Merlot as the most popular grape variety in terms of the amount bought. Really? In the UK. All I think grape. of Merlot is, and it's terrible, but sideways. It's, it's sideways. Exactly. I know, isn't that awful? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Alexander Payne should be sued by every yeah. Merlot producer in the world. Can we discuss legs? Oh, I've got some bad news for you. Oh, no, what? Go on, Will. Well, Susie, you might be able to answer. Actually, yeah, you answer. <laughs> I mean, Susie, you've learned what, a lot. What's your bad news, Susie? Come on. <laughs> Time to share. Let's see what you've learned over two series. Come on. That legs mean nothing. Oh, no, really? That it's, that it's something that people, that something that's sort of happened that people now say and it's become a thing, but actually it doesn't really mean anything. Because what's it supposed to mean? Or what does the well, mythology if, suggest? When people say, look at the legs on that, they don't know anything about wine. Right, yeah, well, that's, <laughs> and that's a good tip in of itself, isn't it? Yeah. You can expose so your I snobby think, friends. Is it, it's just the alcohol separating. It's no oh, okay. indicator of quality at all. Okay, so it means nothing. So good, I'm glad that I mentioned that. That's all I have to say about red wine. It's it's a question that's come up a lot. (laughs) Yeah, because it's one of those things that people, yeah, say, and it just becomes a, oh, look at the legs on that. So like no you kick your tires on your car and pretend that you know <laughs> yeah, exactly, when you're talking yeah. to a mechanic so they don't diddle you. Yeah, so <laughs> like my mate's called the swirler in our friendship because uh. he just swirls his wine. And we're like, That's good. So why is like, Scott, you've got to do it. Like, why? You don't know why you're doing it. Just look at them legs. Yeah, go on. <laughs> well, it brings out the, the aromatics. The swirl. Yeah, the swirl. Okay, does, so Wack yeah. knows a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah. Legs, not so much. So the aroma is the smell. I think the bouquet is the collection of smells. The, 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 oh, okay. Well, well, well. Sorry, I've had two glasses of wine. <laughs> so, the aroma is mm. one smell, mm. and the bouquet is the collection of smells. So, if it was a really fine wine, you could detect up to seven or eight different aromas coming off, and they could be fruit, right? Well, violet, I could. Okay. <laughs> violets or blackcurrant. Then you'd have a little bit of um, of aromas from the woods, so cedar wood maybe, or which which can be. I don't um, know that I know what cedar wood smells like. Well, it can taste like dry tobacco. Okay. Yeah. Um, Eating any fags lately? (laughs) (laughs) Got some old tobacco that's been in the back of my drawer. I thought if you wanted to get geeky, we could talk about oak because this has been aged. So after they make the wine, this has been aged in French oak and American oak. Now, just. And it's an Australian wine. Yeah. But just as a takeaway, American oak imparts 
a more powerful flavour onto the wine, a sort of coconut, vanilla character. You can always smell American oak because it has that sort of, yeah, sort of really intense coconut, vanilla character. Whereas French oak, it's much more subtle. See, this is what my dad means. Do you know what I'm smelling? The bouquet. Yeah. I'm smelling (laughs) wine. Not smelling the aroma. I can't decipher anything except... That smells nice. Mm. What's in this? Can I give me an aroma that I should? That is quite an obvious thing can that I can s- like. Okay, one that I think you yeah. can correct me, please. Well, dark fruits like cherries and things. Exactly, but it's not. Yeah, exactly, dark cherry. But can you actually smell that, or is that just like a given with any red wine? Black currant. Show your eyes. Okay. Get your nose right in there. I've got a bit of a cold, so. Well, then don't you? Don't get your nose anywhere near me. <laughs> then think about what a cherry tastes like. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, you got it? Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, no, I can a bit, actually. If you really think about it. We could teach Jamie how to taste, couldn't we? Oh, I think you should, but not me. There's two ways of smelling. Okay. Orthonasal and retronasal. Okay. So orthonasal is when you, what you've just done. You know when you can smell perfume or bacon cooking, things like that. Right. Retronasal is when you put the wine into your mouth. Pull a bit of air over it, and then okay. you'll get more flavour. So Should if you think that. about food, like salmon fish cakes, when you bite on them, you know when you smell them, they don't smell of anything. Right. But when you bite on them, the flavour comes yes, through. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. It's called retronasal olfaction. I'll just show you how it's done. Yeah. Because so, your sense of smell is your olfactory bulb, which is here. Okay. Front part of your brain. So you um, put the wine into your mouth like this. <laughs> so Will's just dragging some air across his tongue. Is that what you're doing? Mm. Yeah. He's nodding. He's spitting. He's speaking. And then spitting. And <laughs> so you're in your mouth you'll have between two and eight thousand, ten thousand taste buds, depending on your genetic makeup. Okay. But your sense of smell here, you'll have, you know, fifteen to twenty million smell receptors. Oh wow. And obviously in your yeah. mouth you'll you'll pick up acidity, bitterness. So I Sweetness. I, I take a sip and I... And then drag the air, and that okay. should bring out more flavour. But this is actually overriding. It's just, I think it's just sort of dark fruit. I would keep it quite simple, as you said, dark fruit, dark cherries. So we had some cherries in the other day, and I really thought about it as I was tasting them. So I thought, Will always talks about dark cherries, so I'm going to really think about what this tastes like, and then next time I have a glass of wine with Will, I'll be able to say, I can actually taste the dark cherries, and I can. That's great. Well, that's what they say, is that the great wine tasters, it's all about memory. Right. It's all about remembering the flavours. Did what that work? What can you taste? Wine? <laughs> A nice ass? I can taste macadamia nuts. <laughs> I can taste old leather boots. Now, we've spoken about this no, before. No, I can taste, yeah. The, the, fruits. Fruits, not cherry specifically, but kind of dark fruits, definitely. Yeah. This would be like, the easiest ones to a find. good present for your yeah. father that you could do together. Oh, yeah. is Jean Lenoir has Le Nez de Vin, which is a, a wine tasting kit, oh. which is 54 different perfume bottles or files of all the aromas you can identify oh, that's it, a great across idea. the spectrum of wine. Okay. And um, I have spent, you know, nights <laughs> getting the cherry wine out, sifting it, and then sniffing the wine, seeing if I can identify. So you can't, oh, good. It's yeah. all about learning, as 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 you just done. Yeah, because I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not even sure what a cherry smells like. Yeah, exactly. Anymore. Like you know, <laughs> well, what does I, it I, smell well, like? Exactly. Unless you've, you know, I remember going to um, a, a sort of breakfast buffet 
in a really swell hotel and just tasting all of the tropical fruits and noting down right. their, yeah. their taste and, and thinking, you know, because because a bit, otherwise you're, you're just looking at these wine labels and it's saying, as you said, you know, guava and gooseberry pi- or, gooseberry yeah. or pineapple. Gooseberry if like but if you haven't had, it sounds silly, but if you haven't had a pineapple, how the heck Even you if know? you have, if you yeah. inhaled it. Yeah. This is just making me realise that I've eaten wrong my entire, well, clearly, <laughs> my entire life. So before we finish, it might be fun to yeah. talk a little bit about what you've got coming up next. Obviously, we've mentioned. Oh, sure. Yeah. My dad wrote a porno because you can't. I mean, because you must be absolutely sick of talking about that. But you must be asked about Never. it constantly. If I'm asked one more time. So how did it start? Like, did you? Do, yeah. I'm, You're I'm done so with talking about thrilled it. thrilled I have to answer that question again. Yes. But talk to us about Lovestuck. Yes. See, I'm really excited for this. So okay. I'm really into musical theatre. Oh, good. Okay. Big musical theatre fan. So Me I was very too. excited good. to read the press release about this. So tell us a little bit about how it started and where you're at with it. Yeah. So James Cooper, who I do the podcast mm-hmm. with, or yep. did the podcast with, he has written it with one of our friends, Bryn Christopher, who mm-hmm. is a pop songwriter. Right. And has written for everyone from like One Direction to, you know, I mean, I mean everyone. Uh, and so those two kind of wanted to do something together and then... Uh, James had this idea for a musical based on this story that had happened a few years ago, a viral story about a girl who was on a first date who, um, how can I say this? Oh, I think. She got stuck in a window because yes. she was trying to, she did a poo yeah. on a on a first date, didn't flush down. It it's highbrow, go. you see, you go from yeah. porno <laughs> to poo, uh, can't seem to shake these things that we can't talk about on any uh, <laughs> reputable broadcast and she tries to get rid of it by throwing it out the window and it gets stuck because there are two windows and she tries oh, to climb word. through the window to get it back but gets stuck so it's called love stuck but it's, it's not about that it's about how this woman who's in her mid-30s unlucky in love on the apps mm. feeling a bit down yeah. about herself she goes on a series of dates the third of which goes terribly wrong and she kind of really deflated and gets visited by a personification of her negative thoughts uh, who comes and visits her and says you're doing this whole dating thing wrong you are way too interesting and you you need to be a basic bitch basically (laughs) I'm going to make you the most vapid Instagram quotes woman in the world (laughs) and there's this song called basically basic and she makes her basically basic and lo and behold it works and she gets all of these offers to go on dates one of these dates is the date that ends up going terribly wrong, hence right. worst first date in history. And so James talk, talked about this, and I was like, oh, this sounds really great. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a director. I was like, I, I would love to do a musical. I've never done a musical mm-hmm. before. And he was like, well, do you fancy coming on board? This was 2020. And I was like, yeah, why not? And it's been the most fun to kind of start on a project from its very kind of conception. It's been, you know, this tiny idea that's grown and there are, I mean, there's there's like 15 songs now. It's so fun. It's really funny. And I think that's what's lacking in so much yeah. original yes. musical yeah, theatre. Yeah, it's just a funny... And it's almost like... It's, it's like a rom-com musical. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so. That there aren't many of either. Like a musical and it's an original for our times. Musical. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's about Instagram and, and, and self-worth and a bit of mental health and how we are constantly being sold to and projected oh, images about sure, ourselves. Yeah. And no one's ever enough and what the you know, expectations of, of, of us are in this modern age. And yeah, it's just a really smart, funny, original show that I think is going to really excite connect people. For, yeah, yeah connect I think people. so. And, and so where are you yeah. at in the... 
So we are you have, workshopping it? Are you... Yes, we've, we uh, had our first workshop last year, which exciting. went very well. Yeah, really exciting. And we have our next one in May, which is the first time that the full show is going to be presented. Right. It's been nice to know that there's interest already and that we've been able to kind of have the time to really finesse it and make yes. it the show that we want it to be. And then we can open it up to a million ideas yes, and a million producers Hopefully to be, um, yeah, to help I'm craft so the show. So excited a to get a ticket to press night. Well, wait. you should come to the to the um, to the workshop. I'd love to come along. I'd I should invite to. you both. Please do, you. please yeah. do. Yeah. That we'll have a glass amazing. of wine afterwards. <laughs> I won't bring Chardonnay. I'll bring, some, I'll bring some Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc. Brilliant. If your mother's coming, I'm basically some, basic. So yeah. we can have some Carver. Oh, and some Carver for you, Mum. And some Carver. Yes, and I'll exactly. bring a very sure, fine Chardonnay to. Oh, there great. Well, my, my, my parents will be there. And oh, so, yeah, been, I can't really wait. Fun. Good for you. That mm. sounds really Good exciting. Excellent. Right, so what is your favourite wine that we've had today? Today? Do you know what? I'm really enjoying this, yeah, which I wouldn't have very... expected. I Because I'm more of a kind of white wine is my go-to wine, mm. whereas red, red, I'm more of a kind of sat by the fire. Oh, yeah. Like, I know people who drink red wine at house parties. It's, it's extraordinary. Yeah. So, yeah, it does feel, it's a very sitting down drink, I think. Yeah. But it's I, not standing in a kitchen. No. Especially when it gets spilt and you ruin someone's house. <laughs> it sounds a bit odd, but I think with this wine, it has a bit of lift, doesn't it? So mm. it doesn't overpower you. You, could, you can just sip away on this wine. Yeah, it's very dr- worryingly drinkable. The <laughs> acidity that keeps it. Um, Will, what's your favourite? Yeah, what about you? I'm going to go with the Chenin Blanc, actually, because it's, it's January, it's a bleak old day and that just picks you up doesn't it yeah it did it felt yeah and we, you know we haven't had lunch yet so it's... well i'm going for the carver but for oh. the same reason oh really oh. So I, th- I thought there was a little lift so there we go we've had one of each so we all get half a bottle to take home exactly that this is, exactly this is that. An amazing you know how it works how, how fortuitous guys <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming and talking to us oh thanks for i love that really thank fun. you that jamie cheers 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 That's it from us. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Wine Times in association with the Sunday Times Wine Club. Produced by Anya Pierce and the series producer is Ben Mitchell. You can follow the podcast so you never miss an episode. Just do this via your favourite podcast app. Remember that all of the wines we tasted today are noted in the episode description and you can get your hands on all of them from the Sunday Times Wine Club website. And from all of us here at The George, thank you very much for listening to this series and we hope to see you all again soon for more Wine Times. you're listening to me daisy apple's iphone disassembly robot is dismantling an iphone into lots of recyclable parts that's how apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods thanks daisy there's more to iphone hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.